Okay, gang, grab your popcorn. It's time to spill some tea here. In November of 2022, Zillow dropped this bombshell data analysis. They told us this. Prospective homebuyers spend about as much time researching new TVs as they do their mortgages. Okay, Zillow, I'm listening. What is up, my how to buy homies? How y'all doing out there? It's David Sedoni back again, and it's going to be a little fun episode getting into the juicy deets on this Zillow shocker. Now, I know lots of Gen Zs and millennials out there are sick of the boomers telling you that you're entitled, and that you have a gotta get it quick attitude. And then, of course, this survey comes out, and that just stirs that debate even more. Here's the deal. The truth is, this is not your fault. The world is changing and things are getting faster and easier to master. So let's figure out what is the actual right amount of time that it takes to plan instead of just ragging on you and telling you you should spend more time than a TV. Where I'm coming from today is no judgments. I'm just looking to help protect you from making a bad decision and losing thousands of dollars. So here's the facts and don't shoot the messenger gang. I'm just telling you what's actually going on. Here's what we found out. According to this survey from Zillow, some of you have been duped into the fact that you think that you can Google all this stuff for buying your first home for a couple weeks and then you're all set. Now, hear me out. And remember, I'm not judging you. One of the big things about this survey is I'm also considering the source of this information. This came from the Zillow Home Loan Department. Hmm, wonder why I said that. Well, I know damn well why they said that. They chose this controversial clickbait headline. It's either to piss you off or to shock you into a panic that you haven't planned shopping around enough. So you end up calling who? Them. You're already there on the article. It's going to be easy for you to click right to them, right? The ironic thing about this whole thing, though, is getting this data. That's the one thing Zillow does great. Gathering data. Awesome. Do you know what they completely suck at? actually helping you do your home loan the best way for you, as well as referring you to realtors who are good for helping first-time home buyers. They're just going to refer you to the realtor that pays them the most money for advertising. Maybe that's why instead of writing an article about what they can do to help you, they wrote this article with the clickbait title just to tell you how impulsive you are. The stats are gross, and if you resemble some of these stats, remember, I ain't mad at you. It's not completely your fault. Own that. And then let's figure out how to do this the right way for you. Of the prospective buyers, 28% spend at least a month researching vehicles for their next car purchase. 23% spent at least a month researching their vacation options before booking. And 12% spent at least a month researching a new TV before purchasing. And only 13% of all the prospective buyers spent that much time a month researching all their options for their mortgages. So 12% took a month for a TV, 13% for their mortgages, 23% took a month for their vacations, and 28% took a month for their car. And that's way more than the amount of people who took that much time shopping for a mortgage and figuring out and planning the entire home buying process. Look, here's the deal. If you're a homie and you're a listener to the podcast, you know that here I preach a better way to do this. 
Now, the more time that you prepare, the more options you're going to have and the better deal you're going to get. And you can find a support team to help you for way more than a month, even though sometimes it doesn't feel like it, but that's why we're here. This article, as well as most of the things you find on the internet, they're going to tell you to spend time shopping for a lender. Why? Because realtors are dumb and they haven't figured out how to use the internet well, but the lenders have. In fact, they talked to the gang at Silicon Valley and they're the ones who are out there the most. Realtors are individual business people, so they don't have the marketing budget to figure out how to build a billion dollar website. Lenders, they're backed by the big banks. They've got all the money, so they got to the internet first, and their message is out there. Lender first, realtor next. That's actually completely backwards. Your biggest takeaway from this little revolution of insider tips on how to buy your first home the best way, with all of the hacks that work for you, not for the people who are trying to get you to be their client, is that the most efficient way to shop for a lender is to actually shop for a first-time buyer advocate realtor first. That's the beginning of the building blocks for your support team. They can help you build the rest of that support team. This is crazy. I swear, as I was getting ready to write this article, I was listening to another podcast that's out there trying to help first-time home buyers run by a couple lenders, right? They were giving step-by-step -step instruction on how to buy your first home, and their step one was to go to a lender and get a pre-approval. Okay, I expected that. Everyone's doing that. That's them. They're doing their thing. No problem. But then <laughs> two steps later, when they're explaining what the best way to find a lender is, they said it's through your realtor. Hello? <laughs> they said step one is to find a lender. And they said step three, the best way to find a lender is to go through your realtor. Maybe you should rethink that, guys. I'm not the smartest guy in the world, but it sounds to me like step one should be find your realtor. Okay, rant over. Let's move on and give you guys the information to help you get planning. There's lots of information that is out there, and it obviously can be confusing to say the least. And as one of my listeners said to me one time, as a millennial, I first went to the millennial's best friend, Google. So awesome. A lot of you might be turning to the internet first. And then you find our friends at Zillow who tell you that most people research more when they're buying a car, a vacation, or even a TV. So let's see why you guys didn't want to find a team and plan early and what you should do that these folks did not. This is one of the huge reasons why people don't find their support team early, and I hear it all the time. Nobody wants to get their credit pull. Credit pull is the devil. The whole thing is work on your credit. How can I work on my credit if I get another credit inquiry? I've seen that on my credit card or my credit karma or my rocket credit, mortgage booster, extra bonus thing, whatever the hell you call it. Look, the survey shows that 30% of the people didn't want to shop early because they didn't want the credit pull. I've addressed this before, so let me hit the bullet points right now. I get it. I understand. Here's the truth bomb. This is maybe one of the dumbest things I hear all the time, and it usually comes from the smartest people. Don't be mad because I said it's a dumb thing. Hear that correct. I called you smart. The reason it's dumb is because you're ignorant. <gasps> oh no, he called me ignorant. Remember guys, here on the podcast, ignorant isn't a bad thing. Ignorant just means that you don't know everything, and I understand that. I am not being condescending when I say this. I'm telling you, hey, you know what? There are three paths to go on. If you take that one, it's actually a dumb path and you can get in big trouble. But I've taken this trip before and this is the path you want to go on. And yes, 
it usually involves talking to a lender way early and not pushing that part of your journey off because you don't want to get a credit pull. I am so pissed off that so few people out there in the financial world or in the real estate industry have not explained how costly this overcautious thinking can be. If you reach out to a lender a year early, do they have to pull your credit? No. If they do pull your credit, is it going to kill you? Actually, no. I was just having a conversation with a lender this morning who talked about the fact that they've got three different kinds of credit pulls. They have a super soft pull, they have a soft pull, and they have a hard pull. If you're thinking dirty thoughts, <laughs> you and I are kind of on the same page. But anyway, those are specific terms that they use when they talk about pulling your credit. And you don't have to get your credit pulled. The big mistake here is, and please hear me, don't wait to talk to a lender because you don't want your credit pulled. There is plenty you can do without getting your credit pulled or just getting a soft pull, which doesn't affect you. And most importantly, that means the people you're going to be working with are going to be giving you a plan for the next 12 months instead of you doing this on your own. So I realize, especially you smart people who are conservative and have all your ducks in a row and say, I'll be fine. I'll just call when I'm ready. Awesome. You can be way more ready if you talk to somebody earlier. This is the biggest mistake I see, and I get so bummed out, and I just want people to understand. Please jump on this as soon as you can and get things going. So I say again, can you do this on your own and call a lender when you're two, three months out? Sure. If you do that, will you likely get the best outcome? Probably not. Down and dirty, this is the best way to do it. Call a lender a year out, even two years out if you're a long-term planner. Did you hear that, folks? I said two years out is a long-term planner. A year out, I don't consider that long-term. A year out is actually just the right amount of time that you need to plan. Now, when you reach out, will you get your credit pulled every single time? Maybe, but also maybe not. There are plenty of options for you. The reason why some of you might go ahead and get your credit pulled at that time is because you have plenty of time to earn those point backs. It's only a two to five point hit. Also, one of the things you need to know about this is Credit Karma and all those monitoring services, they don't give you the entire picture. Got 28 different scores. They don't tell you exactly which one is the one that you're going to be need to use and show to the banks when you're going for a home loan. And the other thing about this that's really important to remember is there is only one way to improve your credit, one way, and it takes time. Everything you do in improving your credit takes time. I don't care if you go out tomorrow and get a $50,000 credit card, your score does not jump immediately. And especially when it comes to resolving any negative things you have, getting rid of stuff, that takes major time. So I always recommend talking to someone. And most of the time, I think that you can make up the two to five points over a year. And it's better for you to see everything on your credit score or talk to your lender. They may have a soft pull option. So if you're one of those people out there who says, I'm going to wait until 90 days because I just want to make sure I get my credit pulled once at that time when I'm writing up and getting ready to write offers and do my loan. Well, first, go back and listen to other episodes where I've discussed this even deeper than I have right now. And why, if I was your real semi-boomer, not a boomer, I'm Gen X, but if I was your older Gen X uncle and we were at the holiday festivities right now, I would have you in a headlock and be giving you noogies just to tell you, dude, that 90-day thing is a myth. Don't do it. In all of my 16 years with thousands of first-time homebuyers, both here and all over the country, I have never seen anybody lose a house because they pulled their credit early. But I have dozens of times 
seen somebody lose a house because they waited because they didn't want to pull their credit until they got close to buying a home. I am so fired up about this. I just listened to myself. I realized in that segment, I said the word credit and lender. That is not how you pronounce those words. That's my fun fact of the episode, but let's move on. The bottom line is this fear has been implemented in your brain because lenders and realtors, they don't get paid until you close. And the lazy ones out there, they don't want to work with you for free for those long periods of time, period. So find yourself a support team willing to work with you for a year or more for free. And those people will set you up in the best way possible. Another thing we learned from the financial survey is that 14% of the people who are getting ready to buy a home said that they were too embarrassed to share their financial situation. So they waited to the last minute to go over all that stuff with someone that could help them get a loan. Truth bomb number two. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, strap in your seatbelts because this is going to be a tough love moment. You don't want to share your financial information because you're embarrassed. Okay, get over it. No bank is going to give you hundreds of thousands of dollars based on you being a good person. Here's good practice. Take all your bank statements, okay? Print them out. Find someone with a printer. I know you know somebody, okay? Get them all printed out and hold them in your hands and then stand in front of a mirror naked and sing that song the bearded lady sings from The Showman. This is me. There. Now you're all fixed and you know what it's going to feel like to get a home loan. And the final fact, the most interesting fact from this survey was that 49% of all prospective buyer surveys, they spent less than a year preparing for the mortgage process. So right now, take a second and think about that. Think about that number. 49% of all prospective buyers surveyed spent less than a year preparing for the mortgage process. Now, I have my thoughts on that. What are yours? Go ahead. Say your thoughts out loud right now. That's right. You're walking the dog, doing the dishes, on the treadmill, commuting to work. I don't care. Say them out loud right now. Look, I'm sitting by myself in a dark room doing the podcast. So this is a reciprocal relationship. I am not going to be the only one talking out loud to myself. So you do it. Say it out loud. What do you think of that statement? 49% of all prospective buyer surveys spent less than a year preparing for their mortgage. Say it. Go. Okay. Now, did you say... Damn, 51% of the people prepared over a full year? Or did you say, huh, only 49%? That's crazy. Or did you say, I hate word problems, Sidoni. This is why I failed math. Or did you just sit there and say nothing in the silence? Breaking our trust in this relationship right now, trying to build up a reciprocal bond in your ear holes or your eye holes, the least you could do is speak out loud in front of other people and look like a weirdo just like me. Regardless of whether you said something or you didn't, the answer to the question of this episode, how much time should I spend planning, is simple. Even if you thought 49% was way too low or way too high. The reason is, we don't know when you're listening to this and when it's the best time for you to buy. So the answer to how much time should I spend planning, the most you can. That's it the most you can. And the reason is really simple and logical. There is no downside to starting to plan today for purchasing your first home. If you're worried about stuff, about things happening in the future, I got news for you. There's always life and there will always be stuff. There's always going to be something happening with the economy, something happening in your life or something happening in the world in general. 
I started this back in 2019 and we didn't know anything about COVID recession or the Ukraine back then. But hey, guess what? Things happen. So if you've got me here today in your ear holes or eye holes, that tells me that you were thinking about buying a home someday. And in this endeavor, if you're preparing to do that, which is why you're here, there is no downside to preparing. Only positives. And that's even if you keep listening to this and decide that you never want to buy a home. It's still positives for you. So let's go over the basics. First thing, work on your credit score. Second thing, automate, automate, automate your savings and start building a savings if you don't have any, or if you have some, build on it because more is always better. And the third big thing is start working on your debt, but work that balance between adding to and growing your savings while paying down your debt. Rad. Those are the three things you got to do. So what happens if in a year or two or five years, you decide that you hate the idea of ever living inside a house and you're going to go full van life forever? Rad. What's the downside? Now you have a bitchin' credit score and you have more savings to buy a super sweet tricked out van. What's down with that? See my point? No matter what happens, this is going to help you. What happens if you say, screw this, I'm going to travel the world and live in mud huts? Dope. Well, now you can apply for killer credit cards and get a whole bunch of bitchin' bonus points and you'll have some spending money for all the time you're going to spend at those outdoor bazaars buying crazy things. So why as a generation, why, why, why do so many people wait to start this plan? Well, personally, I don't think it's because of procrastination. And I definitely don't think it's because this generation is lazy. I am not on the side of those boomers who say, you damn kids don't understand work and sacrifice. No, every single generation says that. And to the boomers who say that, I, hey, Gramps, when they made the steam engine and the automobile, did you still ride horses to go to another state? Hell no. You took advantage of the technology that was offered to you. Technological advances are here. It's not that we don't want to do more hard work. It's that we don't have to. But the problem is that these companies that want your money, they're selling you on the ease and convenience of their new technology. And what they're doing is they're not giving you the full picture. So it's not your fault. They're making you think it's so easy. You only have to do a few clicks to figure out these things that actually take some more time and research to find the best thing for you. Can you do it with the people who do it super fast? Yes. Will that be the best option for you? Perhaps not. See, what the internet is doing, based on my analogy I said before, is they're selling you a steam engine, but it's probably going to crash. Or they're selling you that Model T car that's better than the horses, but it's going to break down. So it's not your fault. The best way for you to work your planning is to use bigger and better resources. That means the good, great unicorn realtors and lenders want to help you with your planning. And look, no one's going to be mad at you if you want to start your plan and you don't hit your goal dates. So let me put that to rest for all of you very, very nice people. If you've got panic and anxiety in your mind thinking, oh, I don't want to waste this person's time. Oh my gosh, they're not going to help me. Well, you know what? If that's what you think and that's what you feel from the other person, they're not the right person for you. I've got news for you. The really good people in this service industry, this happens to us all the time. We work with people, goals change, and we readjust things. We're not thinking about how quickly can I get this person at home? We're thinking about what can we do to get this person in the right home? Look, if you're working with the unicorns out there, they're not going to care if you buy a home in a year or two or three. The good ones are going to give you the right service and the right steps at that time and realize that if they're giving you the roadmap and the guidance that you need, 
that you're going to refer them to other people. Therefore, who cares if they get paid from you now or in three years? In fact, here's the insider pull back the curtain on how the good realtors and lenders pay our own bills, okay? I'm not expecting to pay my bills in December with the people that reached out to me just two months ago, and neither are unicorns all across country. We're going to pay our bills in December with the people that reached out to us two years ago, and we've done everything to line them up perfectly, and now they're thrilled about all the options that they have. The good service people know and love helping people early because we see how much better it is for them, and they're much happier when we get to the closing. And you benefit the most from that, not us, not your unicorn realtor, not your unicorn lender. You have more options, more possibilities, and more choices that work for you. So even if you're super smart, and even if you've got a bunch of spreadsheets, that's great. What I'm telling you is the best way for you to beat the system is to find a team that is willing to work with you early. And don't think that you're being extra nice by not reaching out to us until you're ready to go. Because a lot of the people who come to me really nice and they said, well, we didn't want to bother you early. So here it is. Here's everything we've got. I look down at it and go, well, I could have made this a lot better over the last three to six months. Yeah, the weird thing is you're actually making it harder on yourself and on us. Because eventually then if you have a goal that is three months from now, well, now we've got six months, nine months, 12 months worth of work to do. And we've got to scramble to get all your ducks in a row and get you ready to buy. A quality team is going to have information that you cannot find on Google. And with the few tips and tweaks, but most importantly, creative thinking, you can be set up months in advance and avoid the scramble because there's going to be enough scrambling, even if you have everything perfectly lined up. That's real estate. That's the game. Things are going to go nuts no matter how planned you are. So you might as well be as planned as you can be. So all you nice people out there, you're not bugging the good ones. So get yourself started. Now, if you're waiting for the planning process for other reasons, that's understandable too. It's not your fault. Things have never been easier when you want to get things done. We actually all have too much technology right now because it's lulled us into an expectation that things can come to us in just a few clicks. And corporations know that. When you listen to big corporations and all their marketing and what they're trying to do, customer service and value, actual value in the product that you offer, it's no longer the driving force in what companies are doing. The main thing companies are trying to do right now is be the most convenient thing for the consumer. And you might fall prey to the internet realtors and internet lenders who are trying to make sure they're the most convenient. And therefore, you might assume that they're there for you and they're going to help you prepare and get you ready when you call them because they're just a click away and it'll be nice and easy. So again, you might get a solution from the folks who are making things the most convenient, but at what cost? Convenient solutions are not always the cheapest and best for the consumer. Think about it. Have you seen the extra charges on DoorDash or Grubhub? That's convenient, isn't it? But you could have done the whole thing for 10 bucks less if you got in your car and drove three minutes and come back. And here's another example. My video producer just stopped me right now to tell me that he was in the mall and walked by a kiosk and one of those kiosks offered him 45 bucks to sell his phone. He went home, got on the internet, little clickety-clackety, researched for a little bit. For a three-day wait, he ended up getting 305 bucks for the phone. Now, do I think my video producer is the smartest guy in the world? Absolutely not. You guys should see this guy. He's no genius, but at least he figured out that by doing a little bit of research, eventually maybe you can find more value for yourself. 
So one more time for those of you who didn't hear me earlier, you were zoned out while you were on the treadmill. The answer to this title of this podcast, how much time should I spend planning to buy my first home? It's simple. The most that you can. You got three big things you need to do, your credit score, your savings, and your debt. And it takes time to do each of them properly. And I'm not even talking about the time that you should spend researching creative loan programs or the types of homes or the down payment assistance programs or using your 401k retirement to pay for some of your down payment or your closing costs or researching neighborhoods or the thousands of other things that you're going to need to research when you get going. I'm talking about researching just the beginning to figure out the savings, the debt, and the credit score. Doing all this for more time than you think will actually help you. It's not going to hurt you, even if you decide to bail on the whole idea of buying a house. So when do you plan, you ask? Now. I say now. I say now. And I'm excited to get as many of you out there as possible starting on your plan ASAP because 2023 is going to be the year of the first-time home buyer. I'm still working on it, but hang tight. I've got some exciting stuff coming in 2023 just for you guys. So tune in for that announcement. Spread the words to your friend, to your family, to any renters that you know. Share the podcast to a friend. Click that little arrow shooty thing on your phone right now. Seriously, how many TikToks have you shared to someone in the last 24 hours? Now, think about the value that you can get when you text this to them. This is legit. If you want to, you can go to the How to Buy a Home on TikTok and you can share my TikToks. Also on Instagram at David Sedoni, YouTube and YouTube Shorts, the How to Buy a Home podcast, and everything is always at howtobuyahome.com. If you have a second, greatest holiday present you could give me is take 94 seconds and review the podcast on Apple or Spotify or Google. Also, you can jump into the first-time buyer subreddits and tell people all about the podcast. That helps us too. This is going to be a big year for first-time home buyers. So it's time for you to start planning immediately, even if you're going to buy at the end of 23 or 24, or you bail on the whole idea and go live in a van. Spread the word. The best time to start is today. Good things are coming for first-time home buyers. You can do this.